powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to friends, foes, and neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings because what you're about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for pop culture, commentary, and interviews featuring no drama and no controversy guaranteed. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Productions Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Well, hello there, Duvall Nation. Hi, hello, hi, thanks for that amazing virtual welcome you truly know how to make a bloke like me feel special for the less observant of you i know i am derek this is the derek duvall show the show whispered in the hearts and minds of humans all over the globe we have a yet another amazing episode lined up for you today but before we get into that we want to address the elephant in the room i am sure even the most ignorant of news watchers has learned by now that russia has invaded the sovereign country of ukraine I know this is distressing for a lot of you. I know I've spoken to some of you personally. It is my expressed hope that Russia will return to the bargaining table, cooler heads will prevail, and we can get this crisis resolved ASAP. Our thoughts are with the Ukrainian people. On a happier note, Mrs. Duval and I finally saw a good movie the other night. We caught the Academy Award-nominated film, Coda. Absolutely charming and inspiring, and I truly hope it does well in the award season. If you haven't seen it, I strongly advise you to seek it out. I believe it's on Apple TV. So, welcome to episode 45. We have on the show today podcast creator, historian, and just an all-around great guy, Michael, or as he prefers, country boy from the amazing One Mike, the Black History Podcast. He's an amazing guy, and I hope this is not the last time we have him on the show. So let's just get him on out here. Ladies and gentlemen of Duval Nation, rise to your feet and welcome to the show direct from North Carolina, Michael, from the show One Mike, the Black History Podcast. Michael, welcome to the show. How has the weather been out by you today? Uh, it's actually been nice today. It's actually been a nice day. You know, the weather in North Carolina, it's a little schizo. <laughs> so today it could be, I think it was like 50 some odd degrees. Tomorrow it'll be freezing. I, I don't even know anymore. I just look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so I start my interviews off with the same way. And that is, how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic? It's been a, <laughs> it's been so nuts because I had my son at the very beginning of of COVID, of the pandemic. So born March 19th, he was early, had to be put in the NICU. So we were driving every day to go see him. And it was like the walking dead. It was no one out on the streets. Uh, Some of the first places I started wearing a mask, we were wearing a mask at the hospital weeks before the max mandates i was already used to it because i'm going used and i remember the first day they asked me like you don't have to wear a mask tomorrow and i'm like i would never wear a mask <laughs> <laughs> now it's just normal so life has been nuts you know i, I feel bad for my son because there's so many things that he hasn't had a chance to experience mm-hmm. even just going to a restaurant he's never been to a restaurant so i, I look forward to a day when we can have some normalcy and he can have some normalcy, he can do, you know, kid stuff. When he's older and, you know, he has a better, more understanding of the world and what have you, I bet there'd be a hell of a story to tell about when he was born yeah. and the, the world as it was. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I, I think he'll find it fascinating. At least I hope he finds it as fascinating as I do. 
Now you say you, you recorded North Carolina. Are you originally from there? Yeah, I'm born and raised. I'm born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that makes like all four of us because there are not very many uh, <laughs> people who are born and raised here. Most of the people here are, are, are transplants from, from other areas. Nice. I've never made it to North Carolina. The furthest I've gone up is Charleston. When I was in the Navy, I went and stopped by uh, the Naval <sighs> Base down in Charleston. But I love Charleston. Never made it up to the north part. So, yeah. We got married in Charleston. My, my wife got married in Charleston at um, oh, nice. in Folly Beach. I'm following nice. you. It was nice. People, they were outside. They were clapping. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask you now. Obviously, the reason I brought you on, I want to talk about your show, right? One Mike Black History Podcast. What led you to create this show? I am a fan. I listen to them. I'm a. I honestly, this is why a big reason I wanted to have you on today because I wanted to talk <laughs> about it. It's a great show. Oh wow! It's it's an interesting story because you know I was already doing uh the cut podcast which is a roundtable discussion and everybody was doing was doing that and during that time I was looking for a way to provide more value for potential listeners for my listeners and my man Dan Felton and and I told him this story uh he kind of I think he acts like I, I embarrassed him a little bit but he did a story on the Tulsa race massacre for his podcast of sort of goods and I remember listening to it and thinking this is what I want to do. I, I I like this. I don't know if I can do this, but I want to do this. I I want this. So from there, I was like, I should create a Black History podcast. And it led me to, it started out when I first started, I just had a, I, I liked history. I was a fan of history. Me and my dad used to talk about it. But after starting the Black History podcast, it's turned what has, what was a, a slight, I kind of enjoy it to a like full passion mm -hmm. <laughs> It's now it's turned into a passion project, which I, which I love. I, mm. I really, really enjoy it now. I will say this before we get into the process of, I want to say this to you. I don't know if you actually know this or not, but I actually am recording this in Tulsa. Really? Yeah, I didn't I, know that. I go by, I drive by the Greenwood district very, very often because they're um, what is in the Greenwood district now is obviously there is the, the cultural museum. It backs up to the Tulsa Drillers ballpark, baseball oh. park. And so oh. Black Wall Street is is there and what have you. But on the other side of that is the One Oak Field where the Tulsa Drillers play. So, you know, people go, they watch a ball game, and then they come into the Greenwood District and they visited, you know, there's some excellent restaurants here and there's some shops and, and what have you. So, but yeah, I've been over that area many times. In fact, I had my high school prom at the Greenwood Cultural uh, District. That's in, amazing. In the 90s. That was a long time ago. I but love I, that practical history, though. I enjoy but I, that. But I will say this because I want to build on what you just said. I moved to America in 1990. And I've lived in, minus when I lived in California for the military, I've lived in Tulsa my entire life mm -hmm. in America. I never even knew about the race riots until I was in my late 20s because they never taught it in school here. They never, it was pushed under the rug. No Absolutely. one wanted to speak about it. And so when I was in my late 20s and you know, the downtown area, the Greenwood area started actually, you know, cash was infused into it. Businesses were starting to open up down there. People started asking questions. And I'm like, this happened? Really? When? And then right. you start learning. And it's now, obviously, I'm not going to lie to you, there's been pushback, obviously. I'm sure you can understand. Yeah, that. I can imagine. Yeah. But it's starting to be taught in schools now. People are starting to understand more. Shows are being done, documentaries, books are being written now. So, yeah, it's, in Tulsa, we still have a lot of work to do, but it's definitely not what it was 20 years ago. It's really interesting that you brought that up because there is a similar 
incident here in North Carolina in Wilmington, the uh, Wilmington insurrection. It happened in um, during the election period of 1898. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that <laughs> it was basically the only successful coup in United States history. And the idea that this happened in, in my state, it is never taught. We have, they have a whole course on North Carolina history. And it just, I guess, just gloss over that piece. Wow. Yeah. It's so insane. Cause I, I, I'm actually doing an episode on coming up in this season and to learn about these places. I mean, they went to a place, it's odd when you talk about history and it's always in somewhere else when you do a history in a state that you live in and they talk mm -hmm. about places that you're aware of like oh this happened in durham or they went to goldsboro which are all cities here it's like wow like this is real practical history like i can go look at some of these some of these places mm -hmm. and i love and i love that it's interesting it sucks but it's so interesting i mean it's, right. it's you know the one thing we got going on right here now, currently at the moment, is they're doing a lot of sonar uh, exploration, looking for the mass graves. Exactly. And I actually, believe it or not, I was I was in that area not long ago because I was I was seeing some friends of mine, and you see them; they're actually out there. They have proper scientific equipment, the tents, everything. It's very impressive to watch. Right when yeah. I was doing my episode on the Tulsa massacre, I remember them mentioning that there was a, a huge question about what happened to the bodies mm -hmm. because they didn't want, they wouldn't allow them to be buried into cemeteries. Right. And it's like, where did they go? Right. <laughs> there were some talk of mass graves, but yeah. um, to now to see that that's actually what happened is, is nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Go ahead and take us through the process of selecting an individual to create an episode for, and how long does it take to get the research done and an episode out there into the world? Wow. Typically it takes, three weeks to a month. I typically have an idea of what I want to do long before I do an episode. So I have an idea in my head already of like, like this for this season, I know that I'm going to do reconstruction, Jim Crow, Pleasant versus Ferguson, the, you know, Ida B. Wells, Wilmington insurrection, and then, you know, go on from there. Typically before the season, I lay out what I want to accomplish with this year and who I want to um, cover and topics. And sometimes I'll play with that a little bit because sometimes topics will sprawl like the, mm -hmm. the Black Panthers where they'll get way more information than I expected. But for the most part, I try to stick to that loose script that I have for the season. Mm -hmm. um, typically the process is I will find as many articles as I can first and kind of lay out a skeleton of their life, their history, that event. And then I will go find books on that subject, read those books so I can fill in that skeleton with meat. Cause you want, you want this to be a concise story, but you also don't want this to get bloated and out of hand right. where you're telling every little detail. So you need like, okay, these are the highlights. And I want to, especially with biographies, I want to gloss over their beginning of their life, get to the important piece, what makes them famous, mm -hmm. and then talk about that in heavy detail. And then towards the end, after they wane in popularity or something happens, then we kind of land, we try to land this plane. So right. typically this takes a couple of weeks because you want to, you're constantly refining this script and reading over it and listen to how it sounds and then rewriting it so that you can get this in a, um, in a way that sounds natural for me. And even still, I find myself with words and I, and you know, when you read it, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds great. But then I have to say it 
<laughs> and it's a struggle. And and even people have you know commented, and that's probably because I'm I'm kind of country on my pronunciation of some words and how it's a little off. <laughs> and I, I try my best to say things as proper as I can, but you know, sometimes the countryness comes out and people <laughs> people won't comment on it. But yeah, about three or four weeks. And I, honestly, I, I love it because I learn. I learned so much. The great part about it is that you learn things in these stories, in these books that you didn't expect, that you didn't expect to learn. It's like, for instance, when I was reading about the Tulsa massacre, I learned about J.B. Stratford and they casually mentioned that the reason why J.B. Stratford went by J.B. is because proper names like Mr. and Mrs., they weren't used for African-Americans. You would use that for a white person, but a, a black person would be used, be called by their first name. Mm. And because that was a faux pas, they started going by their initials to try to counteract that, to, to take some of that respect back. And these are the sort of, you can't look that up. You wouldn't know to know. You read no. these stories and you find out these interesting tidbits that you couldn't, you wouldn't have found out any other way. What's been your most popular episode so far? Oh, wow. Um, strangely enough, I did an episode on Ma Rainey and that one was extremely popular. Uh, I have a, another episode also on The Heart of They Fall, which is a, a cowboy movie where they use actual people, black cowboys from history, but they were in different time periods. So they never actually lived together, met, mm -hmm. but they put them together in a story and made a story of fiction out of real people. So I talked about the story behind the actual people and when they lived in their story and those two my most popular and i think those resonate with people because they were able to watch the movie and then uh, say okay let me learn about the actual person let me learn about the real my rainy because my rainy's black bottom is not about her it's really a story a period piece on african americans during that time period where she's at the center of it but it's just a, a tiny excerpt from her life and a discussion of you know African Americans, and you know the heart of the fall was just pure fiction. <laughs> you know it's funny you say that. There was a movie um, that the name escapes my title escapes me, but there's a line in it, and it was basically he had made some proclamation. He was an angel, and you know he was thinking that everybody would know who this angel is, and he gets upset because no one knew who he was. And he says, "You people, he goes, if there isn't a movie about it, it's not worth knowing." <laughs> right. I was sitting there like, right. that is so true. <laughs> it really is. It really is so true. Because I can't get people. The ones that people pay attention to is there's something that can. Oh, I watched that movie. Now I want to. And to me, the ones that are most interesting are, you know, you know Henrietta Lacks and mm -hmm. and her story. Or I have one coming out about Ida B. Wells and their life and the accomplishments that they and and what they were able to overcome that's what's interesting to me the fact that they you know oh this was a movie i don't care yeah. <laughs> so you say that now but what has the feedback been like for the show it has been early on i felt as though i was talking in down a dark hallway that no one was really listening to me but because it was a passion project and i enjoyed the creation of it and i enjoyed the learning I can't, I would, you know, push on, but lately it's really been great. Say in the past couple of weeks, especially leading up to black history month. And I started, you know, doing more promotion where I'm not just promoting my show. I'm also promoting other things from black history. It's right. really pushed people to look into my show and want to learn more about the individuals that I talk about in these excerpts, which has been great. So I will ask this. Obviously, you're a one-man show, but I will mm -hmm. say this. If you could have a guest on your show, any guest in history, who would it be? 
Wow. You know, it's funny you mentioned this because I really want to meet uh, Angela Davis. And, and and Angela Davis is interesting because how she got her start, how she became into, into fame is really sketchy. And I really would like to ask her because, you know, basically she was, you know, friends with the Soledad brothers and they were in prison. And then one of the brothers of the Soledad brothers, they weren't actually brothers. They were just people who were in the Black Panthers together. Well, his brother actually held up a courtroom and demanded the release of the Soledad brothers. He ended up getting shot. Judge gets shot. One of the, you know, assistant district attorneys gets shot. It's nuts. Anyway, they find out that not only was she in contact with one of the members of the Soledad brothers, but she was also in contact. She also bought the guns, some of the guns they use in the hostage situation. So she goes on a run. Jagger Hoover puts her in the America's Most Wanted. She was only the third woman at the time. She ends up getting caught. And while she's in prison, she's, you know, doing talking and doing interviews a little bit. Well, I mean, while she's waiting her trial, she's doing interviews and this whole uprising of support for her. They started like 300 groups. John Lennon and Yoko Ono did a song about her. <laughs> and the whole time I'm reading the story, I'm like, I think she did this. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I and I really would love to ask her. Like mm -hmm. one, no disrespect. Did you really do it? Did you do this? <laughs> I mean, because you can't double jeopardy. Like really, for real. Did you do it? And to one, and two, like, like what? Why the the change? Like that was so wild. And ever since then, you've been this uh, product of change. And how did you? How do we get to here? How do mm -hmm. we get here? And I, I think that's. I, mean, I don't want to offend her. I just think it's, I want to, I would like to know. I want to know. I feel like you did. <laughs> so I, I will ask this. So with Black Lives Matter now fully in the spotlight, you know, how much work do we as a society still have to do? Wow. It almost feels like a bit of a regression now with, with society. I, I felt for a time period that we were working towards something and then it feels like a bit of a backlash against that as as a society and one of the great things about black history month and, and carter g woodson who started the month his whole idea is that he didn't want the celebrations of black history month he wanted to get to a point where we celebrated black history every single day right. so that we didn't have to have a month where we would you know encompass try to encompass all of the accolades of black people and and this is what i feel like is most important is not just celebrating black history but thinking as black history as american history I think when we when we view black people as or everyone as as Americans, as one homogeneous society, that we're all better off for it. And and this is not, you know, history related. But I think one of the best things that people can do is travel abroad, is travel uh, and see yes. the world and see other people's society. Get out of your box where you are comfortable, you have comfort zones you have, where you have your, the same friends you meet every day. And this is one of the reasons why I love podcasting is because I meet people, different people all the time. And, and you learn that we all have the very similar needs and wants. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that um, a couple well, a month or two ago now, uh, a friend of mine from the military, um, his daughter uh, is turning 18. And he goes, I want to get my, my daughter an 18th birthday present. I said, get her a passport. Mm -hmm. so she can go out and see the world and he's like i never thought of that so there you go yeah that's great that's mm -hmm. great i need i need to get my son a passport so he can he can travel with us to see the world mm -hmm. or at least see the beach <laughs> <laughs> so what does the future look like for this show 
Oh wow. This this upcoming season I want to do I'm doing civil rights uh from the very beginning from reconstruction forward. Um so I'm probably going to break this up into two smaller seasons, 10 episodes or so, uh take a break so that I can, you know, regather myself and try to move forward with the, with the next batch of episodes. Mm-hmm. And um after this, I would love to do more individuals more biographies i i really want to do a season where i just do athletes or a season where i just do people musicians like maybe i just do motown or musicians that have like you know a political spin on it where they're not Mm -hmm. just but it doesn't have to be that way i just think it's interesting that way when you know the politics and the entertainment collide in the same way with with athletes you know someone like muhammad ali or jack johnson where the, the politics and and sports collide so I, I really want to do and i also think those people really resonate with my audience because they know them they're like oh wow i i really love because once again one of the more shows that people listen to the most is my one on billy holiday because they mm. know billy holiday they you know i've listened to i watched her story i would like to learn more about about billy holiday so i i feel like as i as i grow i want to do people that that more people recognize and maybe you just didn't know their whole story or know um all the ins and outs because you think you know people like even now people think they think they know martin luther king but do you really know him mm-hmm. <laughs> do you do you really know his story and uh, so that's why I'm, I'm you know really interested to do you know people like martin luther king and malcolm x but also i'm looking forward to doing more obscure people like uh, kwame touring or um you know once again angela davis shirley chisholm Cause there's, there's stories are so untold. Like everybody's heard about, you know, Martin Luther King, but you know, have you heard of Shirley Chisholm? Did you know that she ran for president in 1972? Like mm. that stuff is fun to me. I love the idea of picking people's brain about their life and their history and the things that they've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of my friends, a friend of mine was asked to speak for a seniors group on like black history. And I was like, be careful <laughs> because these people these people lived yeah. <laughs> they live these stories that you're telling that you read out of a book and the way they view it might not be the same way you view it and right. and the idea of picking someone's brain that's about their history i love that love it if my listeners have not heard your show yet what is the best way for them to find you and listen to you you can find me at uh, uh if you you want to talk to me you can find me on social media at one mic history on twitter on IG at one mic underscore history. And you can also, I have all of my content at one mic history.com. And I have a YouTube channel at, at one mic history where you, you know, if you like more visual medium, I have a, you know, Ken Burns style documentary thing going on. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so I end my interviews with the same question. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm looking forward to this. My question is this, if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you want to say to the people of earth? Oh man, I think, and I, I, man, I mulled over this for a while thinking about this. I think the most important thing and modern religion kind of backs this up is I think people are, we just need to be nice to one another. Like Mm -hmm. everything that with, with religion and, and the rules and moral codes, all of these lead back to helping your fellow man and just being nice to one another. And I think we could be better as a society, as people, if we just thought about what someone else was going through or what might be going on with their day 
and just helping them a little bit. That stuff resonates with people. Have you ever had someone unsolicited do something nice for you? And then how that just brightens up your whole day and it yeah. makes you feel so much better. This is what I would like for everyone, for, for the entire society. It's just, just be nice to one person and see how that changes their entire day and changes your day. Great answer. All right, Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I'm, I know it was a lot of back and forth, but we finally made it happen, man. Congratulations. I'm so great. I'm so oh great. All thank right. you so much, man. You take it easy. And just like that, we come to the end of the Derek Duvall Show. I know. Dry your eyes. No worries. We'll be back very soon with an incredible new episode. And if you know me, I always bring the goods. I want to thank Michael for taking the time to come on the show. I don't know about you guys, but I've been listening to his show for a while, and I know I've heard a hell of a lot from his program. I hate ending shows on a bad note, but we just finished watching the Six Nations match of Wales against England, and it pains me to say that England came away the victors. I know, I know. Too many penalties, sloppy ball handling. Oh well, what can you do? We have two matches left, so I'm interested to see where we will finish in the table at the end of the tournament. We're expanding our World War II outreach program. Do you have a grandparent or someone you know that fought in some capacity in the Second World War? If they are capable of recalling events accurately and they fancy talking about it, please give me a bell on Twitter or through our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. We will try to make every accommodation possible to get that interview recorded. So on behalf of the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you, be safe, get the vaccine, and try to love your neighbor again. Division is what's hurting this planet. Nosta, God bless the Ukraine, and see you very soon, planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for the latest news on downloads and to explore past episodes. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.